Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, aka FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. Amen. So today, I want to share a short message with you. Um, I don't know whether to call it the joy of giving and receiving. Amen. Amen. Or, I don't know, maybe we'll change the title. But Luke 2 gives an account of Jesus' birth. Luke 2, from the verse 4. And it came to pass in those days that the decree went out from Caesar Augustus. Now, let's jump to the verse 9. Let's go to verse 9. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Someone said, Good tidings of great joy. Good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. Someone said all people. All people. people. Hallelujah. Good tidings of great joy to all people. One thing that we know in this church, we know that families are very important. We believe that the beginning, God started a family, not a church. Amen. Amen. So family must have have been on God's mind all from the very beginning. Uh He started a family. We believe that God has a great plan for every family. Amen. As long as a man covenants with a woman before the Lord, God has a great purpose for their union. And we believe that when the family stands right, society becomes better. When the family is attacked, then every uh, society bears a blank of um, everything. We, we know that the first battle started in the family. Amen. After God has brought the two of them together, then the enemy showed up. Hey, are you in the house? Uh-huh. Now, when two, two people decide to come together, all hell breaks loose. Hallelujah. Because there's power in the family. There's something God wants to do with families. And so we believe that God, as a church, has called us to focus on restoring his agenda for every family. And as long as the family gets restored, society will get better. Society will become better. And so this season... Um, I want to encourage each family that is here, in the house, that God is still in the business of restoring, and is is restoring joy. Amen. Amen. He's restoring what? Joy. A lot of families are without joy. The enemy comes, and his goal is to take away our joy, because he knows that joy is a fuel and a vitality for life. Where there is no joy, there is no vitality for life. And so the enemy comes, attacks, and his goal is to take away our joy. Take away the reason for our laughter. Take away the reason for our singing. Take away the reason for our rejoicing. But there's joy. Amen. There's joy. Tell me, but there is joy. There is joy. There is joy. Amen. So the Bible talks, it says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Not some people. All people. All people. 
The next verse says what? For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Born to you. Amen. And did Savior, who is Christ the Lord? Let's the next one twelve. And it says, and this will be the sign to you: you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Um, and suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards who men, all men, Amen." At Christmas, we remember this. Christmas, we remember. Christmas gives us an opportunity to look at the birth of a Savior. Christmas, we celebrate. Ah, when I was young, Christmas is a time you are sure you get a new dress. <laughs> right? That one day you are sure. They'll take you to the tailor. The tailor will be busy measuring you just to sew a dress that is not your size. <laughs> I'm telling you, those days you see gone there three weeks, four weeks, three weeks waiting for the and then the trouser is it, tighter than. And you're wondering, so what was the measuring for? <laughs> Amen. But in all of that, Charlie, we are so rejoicing those days. Simple life. It's Christmas. We celebrate. At Christmas, we rejoice. Hallelujah. Or oh, at Christmas, we should rejoice. At Christmas, we should rejoice. Let nobody, don't give an excuse for your rejoicing. I mean, what I mean, don't, don't, don't have to explain yourself to somebody. When it's Christmas, you got to rejoice. Amen. And I want to give you, I'm going to give you the reason why we should rejoice at Christmas. At Christmas, we walk in awe of God's joy. And especially we do so when we understand Fully what God did for us. Bible makes us understand in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For God so loved, loved cost something. Cost, cost, S-A-U. I guess you mean. Uh -huh. Love caused God to do something. Love was the greatest motivator. In, at Christmas, we remember what love caused God to do. And that was for God to give us something. That God gave us something. That's why we rejoice at Christmas. Because at Christmas, we remember that the gift came. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? At Christmas, remember that was the gift came. Now, you know that Christmas is marked by gift giving, right? Like this box that is nicely put here. Amen? Amen. Hey. Uh-huh. Even though over time for us, we've, we've lost sight of gift giving at Christmas. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing. When you stop, when you, you, you stop thinking about giving a gift, then the effect is that you are not going to receive a gift. Eish. Hallelujah. Amen. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, at Christmas, we give gifts. Oh, shake your neighbor and say, guess what we do? <laughs> so I say, have you prepared a gift for me? Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, we've got this a, a state now that now people don't give gifts anymore. Even now at weddings, we don't give gifts anymore. 
Those days you see boxes rubbed here and there, and sometimes there's a box of something you don't need. <laughs> but at least it's a gift that they, brought to you, they bring to you. Amen. Love costs God to give a gift. This is one of the things that marks this celebration, gift giving. Amen. You have to understand that it's more than the tradition of men. It's more than the tradition of men giving gifts. Because sometimes we look at it and we say, oh, it's a tradition of men. Oh, men are, no, it's more than the tradition of men. Isaiah 9 from verse 6 tells us something. It goes further. It says, for unto us a child is born and a son is given. Today, Napo um, touched on it as the basis or the foundation for his prayer. When he touched on it, I said, hmm, the man has gone into my word. <laughs> it's, going to, it's going to bring it out, right? Amen. For unto hey, not 16, it's 6. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Seminal. <laughs> For unto us what? A child is born. Unto us what? A son is given. A gift is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called what? Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Or unto us a child is born. This talks about Jesus Christ. You have to understand that God's gift, the target, is the world. For Bible said, for God, um, for God so love the world. So the gift is His Son. The people He's giving to is the world. It's for all men. Now, can all men receive gifts? Oh, again, can all men receive gifts? Yeah, all men can receive gifts. It means that all men can celebrate Christmas. Ah. It means that all men can rejoice. Joy is not for a select few. Joy is for every man that can receive a gift. Hey. Am I making some sense, somebody? Joy is not for select few. It's for all men that can receive a gift. Because at Christmas, we are reminded of God giving men a gift. And that gift is his son. God gave his gift to us. God gave us his son. Now, for the Christian, most of you, most of us have been in the church all this. What do you hear for God so loved the world? It's like, oh, the same for God. So like, I may sleep and say that he gave his only begotten son and all. But you have to realize that the fact that you repeat it over and over doesn't mean that the son loses his value to men. God doesn't lose his value. That gift he gave doesn't lose his value. It's a quite a precious gift. Am I making some sense to somebody? Are you in the house? Shake your neighbor's nation. Tell about Christmas for everybody. Christmas for everybody. Christmas is what? It means that when you are planning Christmas, don't plan the joy only for your household. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah, don't plan for your household alone because all men can receive gifts. All men. Your neighbor, the one you meet on the road here, every man can receive a gift. So plan with men in mind, just like God did. Right, are you in the house? 
I want, to, I want us to look quickly at factors that marks great, great giving or gift. Either great giving or, or great gift. You have to give to people what they need the most. <laughs> what makes a gift a great gift is I want you give me what I need the most. <laughs> and you give it the time I need it the most. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I need something, if I need water right now, and then you give me water tomorrow, it's a gift, but the timing is wrong. Amen. So, because I said that in the fullness of time, the sun came. At the right time, Jesus didn't come one minute, two minutes, three hours, one year, four years before. It's appropriate time. Jesus was not late. God gave his son at the right time. God's gift unto men is on, was on the right time. This is what marks a great gift. What men need the most, and you give it when they need it the most. Ha! Am I making some sense? It means that for you to offer that, that's why the Bible says, for God so loved the world, the motivation must be love. You see, love makes you look at people, observe people, watch people, and love will make you see the need of men. Hey, hallelujah. We live in a world where we are so busy. Get up, you're going. Get up, you're coming. And it makes us not observe, or in other words, not sensitive to the needs of people around us. Are you with me? Uh-huh. And because we are not sensitive to the needs of people, we are not sensitive in giving men gifts. So we are not sensitive in spreading and sharing the joy that we have received. We are not sensitive in doing so. And then the whole environment is negative and everybody's complaining. And you're like, oh, is the government that cost it? No. Mm. <laughs> Look at the one that says, the neighbor. <laughs> Before the government did this, you neglected what you're supposed to do. Oh, shake the one next to you. Before the government did, you neglected what you're supposed to do. Hallelujah. We're raising an environment that is skeptical, critical, complaining, negative, and I realized that over time, as of all, we grew up to come and meet that practice from our parents, especially if your parents, let's say your parents is one party, doesn't like the other party, when they're empowered, just critical spirit. Critical. Even when they've done good, even if they even give them food, they say, food now, in good, in quality. Critical spirit. Am I making some sense, somebody? Yeah. And so, over time, we create an environment. And what we don't realize is this. I think I was listening to um, Pastor Derek Prince. Derek Prince. And he said something. So he said, look, if you, he said the negative effect of, on any economy can be quantified. He said, look, it can be measured. It's real. When you have negative, critical words going forth in the country, it will have an economic implication. Because very soon, people stop investing because they stop believing. Mm. And where there's no investing, in a sense, when people are not giving, there's not going to be a chance of receiving. Are you guys with me? So over time, by a critical and negative spirit, we are tightening our own world. No margin. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah, the same way. It's the same at home. 
Husband did this. Hey, no margin. Every day you see you here like this, you are like that, you are like this, you are like that. The implication will be shown in your house. The implication will be shown in your house very soon you see your children. Also picking up the same spirit and not respecting and not valuing the husband or the role of the husband. And then very soon the husband will not be delighted to do anything good at home. Yeah. And then whatever economic blessing will come home, a side chick will get it. What are you talking about? Hey, I'm out on some in the house. Yeah. Why? Because the side chick is giving the free the praise, the joy. The side chick, it's the side chick that he's giving it. You see, all side chicks are fatting. They are fat. They are, they are. <laughs> They're fatted they're because they give free play, praise. He said, I've missed you. When are you coming? The same man you are critical, critical and insulting, somebody is looking forward to. Am I talking to somebody in the house? Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. It starts with you. It starts with you. It starts with you. Tell me why it starts with you. It starts with you. Hallelujah. At Christmas, we must remember to be sensitive. We must remember to look and see that everybody needs a gift. Everybody can receive a gift. How can I be slow? How can I slow down my pace to appreciate what somebody needs and see what I can give? Because that's what God did. God slowed down at the right time his son came. He gave the gift to us. Are you in the house? Yeah. Why is the son the most valuable gift unto us? Because it's our righteousness. What we need the most is righteousness. Men are bowed down by sin and guilt. Sin. Every man on the road that doesn't know Jesus is has one, one, the topmost of his priority and his problem is sin. Every man, whether be what, whether be what tribe, whether be what height, or whether be what stature, every man needs it. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Yeah, every man needs it. It's our peace. This gift is our peace. He's our peace. He's the lover, he's the lover we so long for. Hey. So won't you love me? <laughs> but this time a lady has sent a long text to a guy. I miss you. I've missed you since yesterday. I've missed you since last three days. Hey, are you in the house? So I've been thinking about you all this while. When will you come and see my face? Uh, are you in the house? Yeah, the love she's longing for is Jesus. Oh, you don't, you don't know that? It's Jesus. Only Jesus can truly love us. Yeah. Because there's, you see, one of the things about love, eh? love can be said to be true when knowledge is complete. And that's what we don't know. We don't have. We can never have a full knowledge about even our own self can discovery. How much want the next person? Yeah. So we can never come to a place of perfect love. The only one that can come to a place of perfect love, who has come to a place of perfect love, is Jesus. Because he knows us. He knows your mistakes and what you can do. Even the ones you have yet to discover, you have the potential for. That you're talking about. <laughs> he has examined and completed, finished, and said, look, I still love you. You are my love. Hey, are you in the house? Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor. He's the lover, he's the lover, he's the lover, he's the lover, he's the lover. He forgives our sins. Hallelujah. John, John 15, 13 says, greater love has no man than for a man to lay down his life for his friend. 
That's it. It means what he's saying that there's no, there's ever going to be any greater expression of love other than this, that for a man to lay down his life. And he says, I did that. I did that for you. He's our compassion. He has compassion for all humanity. It's a gift that every man, every generation needs. He's gentle with us. He's an advocate. This gift speaks, speaks for us, on be, uh, speaks on our behalf before the Father. That's the gift you have received. Amen. Now, I want to say something, and it's, it's likely to what I said earlier, that here's the thing. The worth of a gift is noted, and get this, the worth of a gift is noted by one, the cost it, it puts on the giver. If your gift doesn't cost you much, in the kingdom, it's a worthless gift. Hey. <laughs> if the gift doesn't cost you much, it's a worthless gift. It means that it is, it, 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 it is not, what's the word? It, it, you haven't gone out of your way to do anything. That's what Jesus even said. If you give water to your friend who gives water to you, you have canceled it. There's nothing there. But he said, actually, if you give water to your enemy, the one who wants to put fire on your head, then you have done something. Mm. Oh, I'm not making some sense. So as a matter of at Christmas, this is the time that uh, believers must put fire on the head of the, of the world. How do you do so? By loving them and giving them gifts. Hey, I'm not making some sense. Yeah, Christmas should be a time where we are looking at giving men gifts, not because they deserve it, but because our God is love. Hallelujah. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, we need to give gifts. We need to give gifts. So it's two things, the cost it brings to you, and then number two, the value is value to the receiver. Is value to the receiver. So how much does it cost you, and how valuable is to the person? That then sums up the worth of a gift. This gift God gave to us, what is the cost? It's only begotten son. It's only begotten son. As a matter of fact, this son is not cheap. Bible actually makes us understand that the government is on its shoulder. Hey. It means that the head of all protocol and, and, and government affairs of heaven is the one that God gave unto, in quotes, cheap men. What are you talking about? Hey. Shake your neighbor and say, the neighbor, <laughs> much has been given to you, much has been. Oh, shake the person and say, much has been given to you. <laughs> Having gave his best, the topmost head of business affairs. I'm telling you, governmental business affairs. He carries all and God gave him unto man. God gave him unto you. Hallelujah. So it means that the, 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 the gift is valuable. It's a very valuable gift. Hallelujah. It's not cheap. So, my last, getting to the latter part of my message, I tell you today is, is quite short. What do you do to gift? What do you do to gift? <laughs> A gift, there's only one, one good response to a gift, and that's to receive. That's all. <laughs> it's to do what? 
He received. When I go all the way and I go to what I go to and I bring you a gift, yours is to receive. Receive with gratitude. It's to receive. Receive rewards, gratitude. Receive rewards, gratitude. It means that you will not get the benefit of the gift until you have received it. And the benefit of the son, the joy that the son gives, we will not walk in it until we have received the son. So for those of us who have received the son, we have the full package of the gift. And that includes joy. Hallelujah. So every believer is supposed to walk in with joy. Someone say joy. Someone say joy, 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 joy. Hallelujah. Yeah. Bible says in Psalm 34 verse 8. It says, oh, taste and see that, that word, that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and word, oh, taste. Amen. Tasting means you are receiving it. Are you with me? It means somebody is offering something and says experience it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste. Now, why do men not receive gifts? One, Pride. If I go through all that, give you a good gift, and I bring it to you, if you're a person of pride, you will not receive it. As well, there are people, because of their pride, they don't receive anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I, can, I, 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 I tell people, Bible said, ask. Do you, you know this in the Bible? It said, ask, and what? This is a principle. Ask. Now, the reason why you are not receiving is because you are not asking. Why are you not asking? Because you have pride. Yeah. It's because you have pride. I mean, sometimes God can take you to experience and teach you how to ask. Hey. Hey, I might talk to someone in the house. Ask. Learn to ask. Everybody gets a place where everybody asks. I tell people that if you cannot receive from me, then you're telling me that when I'm in need, I should never ask you. That's the principle you're establishing between the two of us. So when a friend gives me something, what do I do? I receive so that when there's their time for them to receive from me, they can also receive. Hey, am I making some sense to somebody? Hallelujah. Pride is the reason why we are not re receiving the gift God gives to us. Some pride is the reason why we don't receive the gift of the word that can transform our lives. Pride, pride is the reason why we are not receiving, sometimes we are not receiving healing, sometimes we are not receiving joy. It's because we are just people of pride. Pride says, I, I can get everything I want, to, I, want, I want to get to me, I will work my way through. Some people by pride are working legally to receive salvation. What God said is really gift to the son. But they are working at it. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pray at this time. I'm going to pray this number of time before. I'm going to do this so that I, I will merit the gift. Now, if you can merit the gift, then it's no longer a gift. If you can merit it, it's no longer a gift. Then it's a reward. Hey, I want to get something to somebody. Then it's what? It's a reward. God is giving you a gift. Your two no is not making you receive it. Shake the one next and tell the person, drop that two no. Drop it down. Oh, shake the person, drop that to know and receive. Receive the gift. Hallelujah. You go to homes that are devoid of joy because you see either two of them are prideful or one is, a, is full of pride. 
No, I won't allow. If you don't forgive, you receive any joy. Yeah, and you are the one that they wronged. <laughs> you are the one to offer it. If you're going to receive joy. You, are, you can hold on and stand by your, your signage of you being right. I'm right and I'm not moving. Okay. Be there and keep your, your adequate. <laughs> Am I making some sense? Yeah. God has shown us clear way for us to receive gifts from him. But our pride is a hindering factor. Our pride. Hallelujah. What did God say? He said, you want to receive, you should give. Give and it will be given to you. What? Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. Isn't that what he said? So are you in need? Go and look for something to give. Give. Give to children. Give to Look for somebody who is in need. Because that's what God says. And because I'm a humble person, let me go and look for something to give. So that I can receive. I can engage the principle because the ways for us to receive joy is already laid out. Ha. Ah. Am I making some sense? Yeah. If you are without, look, I'm telling you, if you are without joy, you are without something, check. There's a hint, there could be a hindrance on the way, and that is possible your pride. And you have to remember, the only response to pride from God is resistance. God's response to pride, proud people is to resist them. And what does that mean? It means that God will resist your very effort to show you how fruitless your effort is. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Yeah, to show you how fruitless your effort is. That's what God will do to you. I don't know about you, but I don't want heaven against me. I want heaven on my behalf. I want heaven on my behalf. So I'm not going to walk in pride. I will walk in accordance with what God has said so I can receive everything he can give me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Tell about give. Shake your name and tell about give, 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 give. Now, in our generation, and I have about uh, five minutes, um, we have a lot of young people who are growing in so much uh, pride. The knowing generation. They know, we know. <laughs> that we know. Meanwhile, this generation is riddled with, with, with addictions. This generation is riddled with addictions. Look, it's an obvious fact. It's a lot of addiction. If you look at the Bible where Paul, Paul has certain points where, I, I, Holy Spirit help me, where he tells you that, look, these people are under the last that is, is the, the corruption that causes, last that causes corruption. It's almost to say that they think they know, but they are even under simple addictions. They can't, they can't control. Last is eating them up. But on the surface, you see them come and stand and come and quote this and say, I know, and I know. You don't know anything. Oh, I'm not making some sense, somebody. What is his name? Uh, Job went to God and went to put his hand and said, God, you did this. And God said, oh, okay. Since you're asking questions, let me also ask you. <laughs> so do you, do you. Do you know the, be the beginning to the end? Do you know? Can you measure? Can you measure the stars? Can you measure? After God asked all his questions, Job failed all of them. His response was nothing. He failed. <laughs> he failed the test. And thank God that he didn't say much. He listened. And then God lifted him up. We must be a generation that listens. That is, let's lay down our pride. Hallelujah. Am I making some sense, somebody? Let's lay down what? Our pride. Every day, let's learn to lay down our pride and receive what God has given to us. What is God giving you? Is God giving you a gift of a pastor? Receive.
Is God giving a gift of a shepherd? Receive. Is God giving the gift of his presence? Receive. Is God giving the gift of his word? Receive. What is God giving you? Receive it. Amen. And then the last reason why people may not receive the gift is because they don't know. If you don't know there's something free offered for you, you will not take it. You won't get it. Ignorance is the reason why people don't have. In, in the kingdom of God, a lot of our receiving is attached to our knowing. That is why we are taught the word of God. We are taught the ways of God. Because in teaching, we discover, and in discovering, we get to have it. Am I making some sense, somebody? Aha. Uh-huh. So, there's a certain level of joy you are going to walk in, but you can only walk in it when you discover what God has laid down for you. If you choose to be a baby Christian for so long, you choose to be a, 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 a Christian without depth of joy. Certain problems will be the same for you. Look, you don't move. Don't move because you are being said, oh, I am a be in 30 years. Okay. 30 years without knowledge is 30 years without joy. <laughs> That's the way it is. If you don't know, you won't get it. That is why when the son came and Jesus came and ministered with them, then he told his disciples, go into the world and what? Tell them about it. So that in telling them, they get opportunity to what? Receive. We cannot hold back the message of grace from men. Christmas, we have to remember, we cannot hold back the message of grace unto men. A gift has been given unto all men. Let us share that with people. Oh, am I making some sense to somebody? Yeah. So while we are going meeting the needs of men, we must go with the message of Jesus Christ. Tell them Jesus loves you. He gave his very best for you. God loves you. He gave his very best for you in his son, Jesus. Receive this gift so that you can have everything. You can have the full government. The full government of God comes into your life. Receive. Tell about receive. Shake your hands and receive. Hallelujah. It means Christmas, we might, while we are chewing the chicken, we might be sharing the gospel. Hallelujah. Hey, are you in the house? Because Christmas sometimes becomes a time where we are celebrating and Jesus, somebody says that Jesus is not invited to his own party. They are doing party in his name, but Jesus doesn't know about it. You see all manner of bikinis. Hey. All manner of pool parties here. And Jesus is not invited to his own party. Can imagine Jesus coming and say, hey, is this for me? All this breast, breast uh, jumping and bottles going, is it, is it for me? <laughs> hey, what kind of party is this? Hallelujah. Yeah, people, some, I mean, some people are coming, flying, all manner of challenges that are going to go on this Christmas. All in the name of Christmas, Christmas, Christ. But he's not welcome to his own party. Hallelujah. Have you received the gift of the son? Then share the gift of the son. Share the gift of his son. Share the gift of his son. And let's never give anybody. Let's not, see, we have to stop being embarrassed about talking about Jesus. Is the gift the world needs? His value, his value is incomparable. You can't compare with anything. Where do we start to compare the gift of a son? There's no place to start. So we got to share. What am I saying? Christmas is about gift giving. Amen. 
and there's a gift that has been laid at your feet already in the sun. Receive that gift and share that gift. And then number two, let's do the gift giving of meeting needs. That, does it make sense? I kind of doubt, does it make sense? Yeah, let's organize. When you're organizing, but you know, sometimes our, our brothers on the other side of the faith, Muslims, what's, what's one of the ceremonies, one of their festivals, and then they will do food, and then they will share. Sometimes you're there, you're a Christian, you're there, and they're bringing you meat. Yeah. They bring you meat. But for the Christian, they're a pretty party, the locker, lockers on the door. The lockers on the door, the password you have to go to. The exclusive parties, the exclusive, 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 exclusive. Not allowed. Meanwhile, we carry, we are the ones that carry. We bring, oh Jesus, may God have mercy. This Christmas, why are you thinking about buying a shoe for you? Think about buying a shoe for somebody else. Hey, is there someone that's gone quiet? <laughs> Can we do that? I think there's something that Victoria post, uh, posted um, this week. It was actually one, the, 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 it's, her post is what triggered this word. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, she, and she said, you can, never guarantee, you can never guarantee joy based on waiting for somebody to give to you, in a sense. So if you're waiting for what someone will give to you, then you might as well die with envy. <laughs> but there's another joy that comes from giving that you can guarantee. You don't know when somebody will bring anything to you for you to receive, to receive for you to have that the first kind of joy. But one thing that you know is that you can plan on giving somebody. And that joy, you know how to plan. You, you, you can guarantee you receive that. Oh, am I making some sense? Yeah. I want us to receive that joy this Christmas. Hallelujah. Tell about the joy of giving. The joy of what? I can't hear the joy of what? The joy of what? Giving. The, this is our table that we have laid. Experience a joy not coming to eat from the table because you are not sure whether the chicken will reach you. I'm telling you, some people reach the, reach, they reach the table and then their joy is gone. Because at the table, they are looking at what they are receiving. And what they are receiving, somebody got this, they didn't get this. But can you imagine if you are the provider of the chicken? Your job, oh, mundi, 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 eat, 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 ah, eat, 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 oh, eat, eat. Because you provided it. So why not we come to the side of our God, since we have not received, now let's be those that are providing, so that we can guarantee a particular joy. Am I making some sense, somebody? Hallelujah. Let's learn to give. When you come for, we come for service, give money to God. Give offering. I'm, I'm gradually, I'll share often at our meetings, how I'm entering the joy of giving. As a matter of fact, I started the principle of increasing my, my gift, my offering every year. After two weeks, I was sitting there, I was like, ah, when will the year end so that I will increase it quickly? I looked, I was just that's what I was thinking. I said, when will the year end so I will increase it? I'm tired of this same giving I've been giving. I want to go to the next level. Oh. Am I making some sense, somebody? Tell them, enter the joy of, of, of giving better offerings. 
or shake the person and say, enter the job, give me better offering. Enter. <laughs> How many know of Smith Wigglesworth? The story has of, of him, Smith Wigglesworth, the story has of him that, you know, um, Camera, camera men wanted to come and take pictures of him. They want to take pictures of him. Instead, they shouldn't, they shouldn't take pictures of him. Now it's not the best. Now, when they come, they don't get the best pose of him. But he told them, I, I, I don't know that I remember clearly, like Thursdays. He said, Thursdays come and come and take a picture of me. He said, Do you know why Thursdays come? Because Thursdays is a time where I'm writing check and giving. And he said, That's where you see the joy on my face. Hey, can you imagine what that looks like? He says, Thursdays, I'm happy because I'm giving. When he said, I said, Hey, is that the way my... Uh, do I smile when I'm giving? <laughs> I don't think I've reached there yet. So sometimes they're giving his life is where I'm... Hey, I'm moonshotting this you, man. <laughs> but may we get to that place where we rejoice in giving. Can you imagine what this looks like if you have every husband rejoice to give to the wife? And the wife looks forward to give to the husband. Not the wife that is looking at what can hey, you hey, oh my husband, oh, and all those things. Don't surprise a girl woman. Or she go, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, we know me. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, 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 me know me. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. But what does it look like if a wife is looking forward to bless her husband? This Christmas, a wife is just looking at their husband. And when the husband doesn't give what she's asking for, the degree to which she's asking for, the quality to which she's asking for, her joy is gone. Christmas is in the water. Atun <laughs> soon. But can you imagine if she's rather looking forward to how do I bless my husband? How do I bless my husband? That's supposed to be her preoccupation. The husband's preoccupation, how do I bless my wife? Give. That's a joy in giving. That is unparalleled. Am I making some sense to somebody? Yeah. Look forward to that. Let's bless each other. Look forward to blessing your pastors. Hey. Ah. Look forward to it. That joy nobody can take from you. May we be a joyous church. Hallelujah. May we be what? A joyous church. And I want to say this in conclusion. You know, this church, we are, like I said, we are new. So we are now putting things together. So we don't have a formula to some things. Yes, we haven't laid down. But I want to encourage you, those of you that don't have a place where you give your tithe, where you bless the Lord with your. Remember, I told you that if a gift doesn't cost you in the kingdom, it's not worth much. That is why the tithe is a principle that God will always honor. Because it's out of your sacrifice. You work, you labor, and out of that you are bringing. Whether it's 10%, 2%, whatever percentage, you have to give a tithe. You have to bless the Lord. I always say that it's a spirit of generosity. That's basically it. If you look at it under the law, then there's a lot of problems you have. You have but give, give it as a mindset that I'm being generous towards the kingdom of God. So I want to encourage you, you don't have a place you give to. You don't have a place to give to. If you have a place you give to, and it's blessing, but if you don't have, then find a way of blessing and giving to the church of God. Does it make sense? Huh, may we discover the joy of giving. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Amen. We hope you were blessed by this message. 
For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.